Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. I am so thrilled to meet an amazing woman who is teaching people to teach their cats to do something called nose work. Now, I had only ever heard of nose work with dogs, and even then, it's a very niche little segment of the of the dog-owning population that knows this is a really fun and interesting thing to do with their dogs. But even much cooler is that cat people don't have many cool things they can do with their cats. I mean, you kind of have to make it up for yourself. So Hana Fushihara has actually got a website called NoseworkCats, with an S, dot com. And remotely, she works with you to teach your cats, or cat, this quite extraordinary skill set Hannah, how did you begin this work? I mean, I know that one of the remarkable things about cats that most people, even cat owners and lovers don't know, is yeah. how marvelous their sense of smell is. But how did you come up with the idea to make it into an actual activity? Yeah. So uh, my background um, had been, uh, prior to the p- pandemic at least, <laughs> Right. Uh, I had been competing with my dog doing nose work, um, and I had also started to teach uh, other uh, dog training students to do nose work with their dogs, Um, and then the pandemic happened, and, um, you know, we couldn't go anywhere in the beginning, and so um, a friend or friends, friends of mine had um, started an online event, for dog-owning people 
to play nose work with their dogs and sort of like as a friendly competition kind of thing. Right. Um, and uh, my dog had passed away just before that, and so I was, I was like partnerless. Oh, sweet. <laughs> this activity, and I was like, all of my friends are participating. I, it's going to be fun. And I was like, but I have cats. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And so um, I was like, I know I can figure this out. Like, let's just try because, you know, like, I'll just see what happens. Um, and at the time, um, my cat Muncho was still alive. And uh, he was the type of cat that would sort of get into trouble because he was just very active and curious um, and liked to figure out things. And so, like, I already knew that he was the one that I wanted to focus on, at the, like, in the beginning. Um, and so I just took what I knew from teaching dog and dog people uh, nose work, um, and I translated it to my, me and my cat. Um, and uh, I kind of just built it up from there. Okay, so first let's talk about what nose work for dogs sure. is because there there might be dog well, there's certainly mixed species households just like yours, yeah. right? Yep. So those dog owners listening may not even know about nose work for dogs. Sure. And I'd love to know more because I have a dog who is completely nose driven. She was yeah. bred to be uh, more of the hunting line of Weimar honors and I've yep. never seen a nose like hers. But it's just, it's a lot of work to teach a dog nose work because you have to practice a lot and set out trails and tracks or I don't know. I, <laughs> okay. I, I was hopeless, Hannah. I'm sorry to say. You'd think I wasn't. First, I describe it about dogs and then I'm fascinated to know how you morphed okay. it into cats because yep. we know cats aren't little dogs, but we know that a cat exactly. like yours, you picked one with a personality that was outgoing and curious and a and had, like, self-confidence, that's probably a big part of it. So first describe it for dogs, and those yeah. of you that only have cats, still pay attention. This is not yeah. a pro-dog conversation. It's to learn how someone who was really good at something adapted it to cats, which I think is super cool. So ex describe it, yeah. if you would. Sure. So the activity of nose work for dogs um, came from the real-life, ways that uh, dogs are used to detect scents for humans. Right. And so that could mean so many different things, right? Um, it could be contraband or it could be a missing person or, right. you know, it could be anything that has a distinct smell. Um, and so that was translated into a game um, that, you know, pet owners could play with their dogs. Um, and so there's a uh, some kind of specific scent that the dog is supposed to look for, and if they find it, they get a reward. Um, it can be as simple as finding food. It does not necessarily have to mean that uh, you have trained a different odor that is not food or a toy or anything like that. It can literally just also mean um, that uh, the dog is finding something that they already have inherent value for. Um, but uh, if we're, you're talking about anything that is along the lines of, like, going towards competition, then it would be something that, you know, a dog uh, needs to learn that uh, they need to have value for. Such so, as, the, in other words, if you wanted to have played this game at home when it was COVID, yeah. you could have, let's say, a teaspoon of peanut butter 
and yep. you put it uh, inside a closet, but with the door a yep. little bit open. And everybody <laughs> yeah. goes, on your mark, I said, go. Exactly. And the dog simply finds this most odor- odorous and delicious smelling thing. Yes, exactly, exactly. Okay, so now it's kitties, right? Now, sure. So now you're like a cat. Do you yep. Just a quick question. Do you need to keep them really hungry? Do you do it like <laughs> before their dinner time? Well, so it depends on the cat. So, like, when I talk about um, how I teach uh, nose work for cats, um, I, right now, am just focusing on uh, having the uh, having the cats uh, search for food um, and not for any other particular right. odor. Um, and so it depends on the cat. What I usually tell people is that if you're not sure that your cat is going to really like something and want to sort of search for it, that you start with a taste test. And so, nice. uh, if, like, on my little Instagram, there's even, like, a little, you know, video of, like, my cat doing um, a taste test with three bowls that are labeled, and you kind of just see which one they choose first. What like, were the three choices you gave him? Um, it was something like, uh, you know, uh turkey, uh, some crunchy treats, um, and some rabbit because our, my cats mainly eat raw food. So like, Oh, interesting. There's always some really yummy stuff at our house. (laughs) Yeah. If you're a cat, Um, definitely. But like, you know, like my, so the funny thing is, is that, um, my Muncho, who I had started this with, his favorite food is actually uh, dried seaweed, like Japanese nori. No kidding. And so, you know, like one of the first games that I actually sort of tried with him was actually hanging up little pieces of nori um, seaweed. What's uh, fun? On, with little, like, clips. <laughs> no kidding. So, like, the nori that anybody could buy in a store that carries Asian food or even on the dreaded giant of all time, Amazon. So it's yeah. leaves of sea- dried seaweed like we see in sushi. Yeah, except, I, you know, if I were to give it to my cat, I probably would not give the one that has lots of salt on it. They have one right. that don't have lots Good of point. salt. Good point, good um, point. And, I, I, you know, like I wouldn't want to tell anybody to give their cat anything like that is not, you know, for cats. But uh, that was just my. <laughs> no, but my it's great because <laughs> we're not talking about feeding him a boatload. We're talking about a small right. piece that's hung yes. on a clip. Correct. And if you hung it like dangling against a piece of furniture in a doorway. Yeah. So, so you know, you can get creative. Like I, the thing that I really like about um, nose work in general, regardless of whether that's for cats or for dogs is just sort of like being able to expand on a very, very simple idea and sort of like take it to wherever it needs to go. So how does somebody do this with you in an online session? Do they take their sure. their phone and do a FaceTime kind of thing, or do they have a, a tablet and they're holding it up sure. and you're saying, no, 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 put the, put the, the, the delicious spoonful of, you know, frozen defrosted rabbit or... <laughs> Uh, or Waruva sure. pate or something, yeah. you, do you kind of guide them with where they're going to put so, it and how they encourage the cat to find it? So right now I have a full, like, fully-fledged uh, self, I guess, self-propelling uh, online class. Okay. So there are, I want to say, like, 
60-plus videos wow. <laughs> of all the steps that um, I took to train my two cats um, and lots of different examples of, like, where things can go wrong um, and also uh, videos of students' cats um, and uh, little clips of what their setup looked like and then uh, either what was happening with the odor flow and why their cat did something, you know, with their body language, like why did they go to the left when the food was Interesting. to the right. Um, so uh, there's a whole class that I, is just up there, and e- you can either just uh, sign up and take it and, you know, not necessarily have to talk to me if you don't want to. Um, but you can also... We've all become so antisocial because of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to look at you or talk to you. I just want to look at the content you've created. But listen, you can you get can, to talk to Hannah. It'd be so fun. Yeah, and and um, you can also uh, ask questions in there, which is included in, in the uh, online class fee. Um, and then you always have an option to contact me. And if you want a video reviewed... Um, if you want it, if you don't want it to be public, um, then uh, I ask for you know an ad- additional payment. But if you don't mind me sharing your video clip that you're going to send me to say, hey, like this is something right. that happened, and I'm not sure. If you don't mind me sharing it, then um, I just give you you know feedback for free. That's a great. So, that's brilliant because then you get lots of useful content and lots exactly. of different views of different kitties, and it's a win-win for everybody. So right. my yeah. mind immediately jumps to, well, okay, if I had a cat that had the right personality for this, not a kind of like, oh please, don't even start <laughs> with me kind of cat, right? Sure. But a cat is like, what, where, huh? What do you want me to do? Because yeah. there are those cats, of course, yep. and you encourage them, and you follow the the Fushihara rules on how to get the cat to understand the game and to play the game and win at the game. Then my next thought is, okay, great, I actually want to compete. So I'm wondering, have you reached out to the <laughs> Cat Fanciers Association or any of these cat groups that have cat shows? I mean, because now they, they show cat agility at them which is rather funny because the cats kind of want to do the agility course, but kind of not entirely. But yeah. I'm thinking they would want to do nose work if they were really motivated and not too distracted by all the stuff going on at the cat show. Sure. Um, I haven't thought that far only because I really just want it to be for anyone and everyone, like regardless of like, being able to ca- take your cat somewhere. Right. Because um, the other question that I've also gotten a lot of is, um, uh, like, doing it outdoors. And so, like, baseline for me is, like, you know, almost all the cats that are sort of, like, considered pet cats, at least, um, you know, where we live, uh, are mainly indoors. Correct. And now, you know, a lot of people are doing a really good job of getting them safely outdoors, either by leash training or having, like, catios or, you know, enclosed outdoor spaces that, like, their cats can go into. Um, and so I have gotten a lot of questions about that. Um, and I would love to start to do that also. Um, but I also kind of just want to make sure that, like, very simple everybody can do this kind of thing is like sort of spread um, 
spread as widely as possible before like trying to do anything else. Like the outdoor part. Well, well, Travel Cat, which is a really cool company owned by a woman and her husband, and they have developed various kinds of leashes and harnesses all specifically for cats and really safe. Mm -hmm. And they're all about like, you know, let's explore a little bit beyond the the front door kind of thing. Yeah. Seems like something really fun you could do because on the one hand, great idea, you know, get the cat used to the harness, get the cat comfortable with it. We know that we're not really walking the cat. The cat is walking us. Mm -hmm. But then, but then what? And so if you had a game to play, to me, it sort of feels like looking for the hidden eggs on Easter. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's an Easter egg hunt, but it's really a cat, the cat hunting for something that you have planted. And we all know how much fun that kind of, it's like a treasure hunt, I would say. It's more of a treasure hunt. What I really like about it from a, like a guardian's perspective. Yes. Is just that like the way that I have the lessons set up, like uh, the human actually takes sort of like a back seat while the cat yes. is working. And so we do all of the setup beforehand um, and then let the cat figure out where it is. And so, I, you know, I really discourage people like pointing at things. Right. <laughs> we want to make it as simple as and easy as possible for the cat to do in increments so that they grow their skills. So, for example, the first thing that I have students do is literally just have them uh, go to different bowls in, like, a small amount of space and just move from bowl to bowl to eat their treats. And that's it. It's so easy. Interesting. It's really, you know, not something that, like, um, uh, even a cat that, like, maybe isn't, like, that uh, bold or anything. Right. Um, that hopefully they would see a bowl and go, oh, of course, like, there's going to be food in there um, and want to move towards it. So, like, we even start with just something like that to then, you know, all the way, you know, at the end, like, having something that's uh, pretty high up and hidden and you can't, you know, the cat wouldn't be able to see it. They would definitely definitely have to use their nose to pinpoint where it is. Um, And so everything's set up in increments um, and... Uh, the thing that I like about it, again, from, like, the guardian perspective is you get to watch them problem-solve and learn. Right. And so you're sort of getting a sense of, like, how they are experiencing the environment and what's happening there. And sometimes we just don't have the opportunity to do that because, like, there's no reason to. (laughs) That's right. The cat has no reason to go and problem-solve. There is no problem. Right. So, like, it's just really, I, I, that's what I love about it so much. Like, I get to learn what my cat is thinking in the moment um, and how they react to, like, the information. Like, that to me is just really priceless and just so much fun. That's a, a great description of what the whole point of this is. Well, anybody who's curious, go to noseworkcats.com. Check it out. See if you think your cat might want to do it or maybe... You don't have a cat right now, but you used to, and you think, now this would be a really fun thing to do with a cat. I'm going to go to my shelter and see who's there who needs a home. I think it's, yes, sorry, Hannah. I was just going to say, if anybody wants to also just check it out um, at uh, noseworkcats.com, there's also a free trial, so like, you basically get to see the first 
few lessons for free. Perfect. So Very smart. Yep. Give them the first ones free and then hook them. <laughs> I think it's wonderful what you're doing, and I think it's a great gift and bonus to cat owners and lovers everywhere. Thank you, Hannah, so much for Thank inventing so much, nose work for cats, and I hope to see you on you know network television sometime soon Aww. as the leading cat owner in a big nose work competition. That's absurd. <laughs> of course, I know that. We, we know America's got talent and singing with the stars. But just nose work with your cats. You can do it right at home and have a wonderful time. Thanks again. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the Hybrid Dog Food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Blue Weimarano Maisie will eat.